It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bang, we're in. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. As always, joined by Jason. What's going on, guys? Two and one this week. Big week. We take. We it. got. We Big finally game. got games to talk about, which was been nice to see. So I mean, we're not talking about Fugazi preseason stuff. <laughs> it, it, just quickly before we get in, into anything, I mean, like, I'm so happy that we have games to talk about because it feels like we were. I don't want to say like I don't know. It's it just like after the way last season went. I mean, it was positive, but also like disheartening. Feels good to actually have Leafs hockey back. You know, it's yeah. good to have it back. Watch games, get together with the buds, enjoy some buds hockey. Uh, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the week that was the new additions, the games, what we thought of the team and how it looked. Um, compare the start to previous starts. I mean, yeah, the the past two starts, I think it would be a fair comparison, right? Um, yeah. And then what was the other thing we had on here? New Why lines, some defensive struggles, stuff like mm. that. General stuff. Not only three games, not a lot to pry away, but we can still talk about stuff, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Think about it this way with the NHL compared to the NFL. NFL, one game is the equivalent of what, five NHL games, six NHL games? Pretty much, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when you look at it, like one NFL game is the equivalent of almost, or, uh, of actually nine MLB games. Right. Yeah. So we're not even through week one of the NFL yet, technically, when you look at it that way. Right. That's a, that's so, a good point. We're still in week one. No, not even not even into the part where you overreact to it yet. You know, like we're still exactly. we're still getting the Chiefs it. started. Oh, and one. The Chiefs <laughs> exactly. technically started. Oh, and six. When you think about it that way. So <laughs> we're going to talk about that and, you know, give our thoughts on how what's an appropriate reaction to what we've seen so far. Right. So before we get into that, gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the ultrasphere, introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting edge design and generation dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra going by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. High tech, high tech for low places, Manscaped. Excited for that one. 4.0 has been awesome. Can't wait to use the 
yeah, I'm really excited. We're getting that package hopefully soon to help my package out. But uh, yeah, for those who don't, we did get in, the pack. I, I got all I of them. I just have to get them to you. <laughs> well, I'm still no, waiting on that package delivery. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. All good. But, uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, great stuff. For those who we? don't don't know how to listen, I got I got you on video. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get right into it. If you're not watching on though. video, you're missing out. So yeah, if you're not wait, hold on. If you're not watching on video and you're listening on audio, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really just helps us out a lot. And just hit the like button. It helps us out a lot. And share it to one person. Send it to one of your friends. It helps us out a lot. It helps us out a lot. Hell yeah, it does. All right, so let's get through the first three games. The Leafs are two and one, beating the Montreal Canadiens in a shootout. The Minnesota Wild seven to four in regulation, and then losing to the Chicago Blackhawks on Monday. All three games being played at home ice, and the Chicago Blackhawks score was four to one. Yeah. So, Jason, reactions. Eighty two and zero is not possible, but is eighty one and one possible? 81 and 1 is also not possible. 65 and whatever it is, 20, whatever, however many games that is losing eight and nine, however many games the Bruins lost last year, that's possible. That's within reach. But quickly, before, like, it sucks. It, it, I, I love doing this show, but it sucks when it's weekly because if we did, if this, if we decided to record this on like Mon, on uh, Sunday instead Sunday. of like Monday, we'd be, yes. ta- we'd be freaking out. Austin Matthews, six goals, electric. Like, what? But then, Monday happens, and I mean the the Leafs lose to the Blackhawks. They outplayed the Blackhawks, in my opinion. Austin Matthews scores zero goals, and now we're sitting here. We're like, ah, like we lost. Oh, like, oh, that's Ocho, the thing. Right? That's actually that's such a great point because I thought I was going to have to come on the show and like kind of bring people down to earth on how the first two performances were. But after Monday, it seems like like Tuesday on the, the radio was was piss fest all over the place, like. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty down too. You lost to a team that you should have beat on a sleepy Monday yet again. That happens far too often with this team. But the funny thing was at the office I work, someone was wearing a black Matthews jersey around the office on Tuesday. I love it. I'm like the jersey the day after when there's no game is is quite an interesting play. I wonder what he was doing with that. But I respect it. I appreciate the passion, but yeah, no, I, it's funny. Cause like if, if we recorded, like we said on Sunday, we'd have to bring people back down to earth, right? We'd be everyone being like 82 and oh, but now that we're recording after the loss, it's like, okay, it's not like, listen, we're not going to win every game, you know, like it's, <laughs> there's, there's a healthy medium that we can hit here. And, and I feel like that's the goal of, of what we do here is we try and like hit that correct middle where it feels yes. like everyone's always out on the extremes. Right. So, I mean, we'll get and more- actually explain things. That's the other yeah. thing because I got a comment. Someone was like, "Oh, the Blackhawks tried harder and they skated faster." Yeah, oh, if, if only the Leafs just tried they harder. Tried, like they game. tried like- harder. They tried harder. The Leafs didn't try hard enough. That's the most general dumbest explanation ever. Anyways, so let's get into it. Yeah. Positive. Start with the positives of what you saw from this past week. So positives, just like let's like obviously the first two games, we out outscored and outchanced our opponent, right? Things were a little bit shaky there in our the first Habs two game. wins. We outscored them. No way. <laughs> uh, our, our, uh, our, fir- our first game against the Habs there, it was a little shaky to start, but I mean, the team picked up team looked good. I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a grace period, but like, we didn't play a lot of preseason games together in this kind of lineup. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
if you look at the Habs, like sure. a lot of their younger guys are who are going to be on the top end of the lineup have been playing games. And obviously the, the pace of play is way different, but just having those like actual game reps under your belt, it does, mm-hmm. it'll take one or two extra steps to get in there. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and then I'm saying Klingberg was injured all of the preseason. Yeah. Right. Someone so, else. And then on top of that, the Leafs didn't play their main guys, but they played them two or three, three of them three games or so. so. Exactly. And and they're also, a lot of the guys have new pairings, new new things to try out, right? McCabe has Klingberg here. I mean, the third line is completely fresh, right? That uh, the second line of who played, who ended up playing with Tavares and Nylander, that was also new depending on who was playing there, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of things that took time, it takes time to gel. And in the first two games, I thought we looked fine, right? Again, expected goals wise, we're, we're we're clocking in at I think we're averaging like two and a half expected goals a game over three games. That's really good, right? That's some really good stuff here. And I know we lost that last game against the Blackhawks, but I mean, if we're just gonna go by expected goals, Austin Matthews literally should have scored four four goals that game. Not just expect like he had two point it was two point six two point seven expected goals, but I remember like two or three times where he was hitting the post side of the net where it's like those could have gone in, and yeah. it's just. That just that's it was just a great way. chance from Ch- Tavares in front. Soderblom yeah, made a like, great save on him. I didn't quite like the like that performance. The Monday game against Chicago was just so. I don't know. I felt a little weird about it because a I, I don't think they played up to their their full. Potential, I agree. Right. I agree. Not yeah. at all. But I Soderblom still has some deficiencies though. Like I, I yeah. felt like he's he moves a lot in the net, and you could have taken advantage of that, like how Tavares did on his goal. But they didn't get enough pre-shot movement. I felt like on him, um, and then the mental mistakes just buried them. Oh my god, the mental mistakes that ended up in the back of the net. But even the ones that didn't, Timothy Lilgren. I rewatched the first period. So I watched second and third Monday, and then Tuesday I rewatched the first period. In the first half of the first period, he had two horrible turnovers in his own end. And yeah. then on top of that, he had one against Minnesota, and he had one that ended up in the back of the net against Montreal. So a darling of the preseason is not, you know, I, I would like a lot more from Timothy Logren this season. Yeah. I- and I think we're, we'll touch on the defensive struggles there a little bit, but he hasn't been playing well at all. And like, what well, that's, I'm going to give him three games, but that's someone who I'm kind of circling. And like, I want to look for, look, like look more into in the coming weeks. And after he has a couple more games under his belt here, I've always had this random theory with uh, Timothy Lilligren. I know it sounds crazy, but I feel like for some reason he like, whenever he loses his puck touches, and he's not getting as much ice time, his play diminishes with it. It's almost like there's a correlation between his playing time and his yeah, actual physical defense, play on the ice. It's, it's feel. Defense yeah. is a feel position, right? So that makes sense. So that, that's kind of like my crazy thought process for this. But the problem is, again, you have uh, TJ Brody and John Klingberg there. Like, I don't know if you're going to push those guys out. So it's either, you know, like get used to maybe playing those like fewer minutes or earn yourself a little bit more minutes. I don't know. I've always, I love the way of Lilligan's play, but we'll... We'll touch on that later. I think there was a couple other things you wanted to get to with these games in particular. You clipped some stuff if you're ready to bring those up or you want to kind yeah, of push I'm that good to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's so, bring them up. yeah. Which one do you want to start with? Let's kind of start with the these. John Merrill one. So, this is where okay. you were saying the Leafs played well against the Wild. They won seven to four. I was particularly upset with part of this performance. And what this clip is, it's four three Leafs at this point. Um, here, pause it right now. So it's four, three Leafs at this point. That's the fourth line out there right now, which I have a a gripe against them right now too. And I just wanted to point out 
like Samsonov's positioning on this play right here. Like Minnesota got one more goal later, 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 though. It was seven to three, and then they added the seven to four garbage goal. Mm-hmm. But this game was entirely in reach for Minnesota. And I just wanted to show this play here. So play it through, and then I'll explain what happened here. And so you see the puck come up the sidewall, go to the point. Defenseman takes a shot, blocked, and then shot again from the left point there. So for those in audio. wind it back like three, four seconds. Right. Like right here. Here. Why is Samsonov in the RVH? That's a total mistake on him that didn't end up in the back of the net. He made one good save in the first period. I'm going to show another one that that'll be the third one, but even the third good save, like he just totally misplayed this puck. That's why it had to be a good save, but this one ends up off the post. And like, it's just a lot of running around in the defensive end. The goalie's not in position at all. So that was a little bit worrisome. And, and I mean, I like to bring up mistakes that goalies make that don't end up in the back of the net. Be, just to show people like goaltending isn't voodoo. Like <laughs> there are plays that like don't end up in the back of the net that are full mistakes. So yeah. through the first two games, like game one, I'll give Samson off a pass, a lot of tips, a lot of screens, a lot of nonsense here and there. He didn't play well, but I gave him a pass game two. That was a bad game. That was a fully to me, just a bad game for Milia Samsonov. I would really like him to rebound. Do I think he'll rebound? Yes, yes, I 100% do. Play clip number two on this one. And this uh, is Timothy Lilgren, who we said needs to be better. Yeah. Again, 4-3 game, one goal game, beginning of the third. He gets the puck, turnover. That's a pretty good chance. Good save, covers up the rebound there. Again, just to show, this game was entirely in reach for Minnesota. Then play clip number three. This is a solid chance for Marco Rossi. And we're going to pull it up now. There we are. If you're listening on audio, you should watch on YouTube. So (laughs) misses the net there. Look, he's just, he's sitting there, doesn't know, doesn't know, doesn't know. He's able to scoop it out. And and it's a, that's kind of a lucky, that's a lucky save, I'll say. Like that wasn't a very, talented save he he got kind of lucky on that one because he lost the puck totally but that's a one goal game at the beginning of the third period where you hit the post because your goalie was out of position in the second period you turned it over in a bad spot in the defensive end and then on top of that you got a lucky save so that's where i download all these right after this game to be like hey like don't get too too high Mm-hmm. because this game was entirely in reach for Minnesota. And again, is that the fourth line out there again? Uh, that looks like it's... That's yeah, Noah yeah, Gregor, so yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so it's funny that you say that, though, because like like you mentioned before in the first clip there, that like goaltending, like sometimes you don't see, like you see the goals against, and you're like, oh, that's that was bad, right? But that's a perfect scenario where like that might make a highlight reel because he like gloved it out of the net. But in reality, he was just completely out of position there. And I, I can think of so many times where not so many, but like sometimes these high rate real saves are actually as a result of just the goalie being out of position and him recovering very well, which is a good thing. But I mean, I'd rather just have a guy who's in position in the first place. So like, Yeah. yeah, let's, let's, I'm, I'm super excited that we were able to do this because like, man, we can like, I'm going to be incorporating a lot more of these clips in the future. I took a look at, at uh, Fraser Minton. I don't want to bury the lead here, but we'll talk about him in a bit. But yeah. remind me next time. I'll bring some clips in 
uh, for the show because I'm doing my homework here, but I mean, I might as well show it to you guys if I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing those clips. Yeah, we'll try and do a little bit of these for so, yeah. every single game. And yeah, if you're exactly. listening on audio, I mean, if you're listening on audio, I'm going to timestamp right now. You're probably jumping to this, but head over to in the future if you're only listening on audio. Just use the timestamps. You can jump forward past this part. I'll, I'll, I'll clip the, I'll, uh, Right in the timestamps, we're going to talk about the clips here. But yeah, if we're, if we're done talking about the games here, I think the biggest thing we're going to talk about and the biggest news that has come out since these games is the uh, new lines, right? So yeah, going- I think just to put a bow on the games. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. It was sloppy defensively. There was just a lot of mental mistakes throughout these three games. It's something that I think can be easily cleaned up with just coaching. The coaches are going to have mm. to even Bruce Boudreaux said at the beginning of the season, he said it on fan five ninety this morning. The coaches want to pull their hair out at the beginning of the season, because it's a lot of new guys together, new systems getting acclimated. And I mean, Bruce Boudreaux saying that he doesn't even really have hair. So <laughs> should, should say something, especially against Chicago too. Like the, the home ice also stinks. The ice yeah, on, on yeah. at the Scotiabank is horrible. Yeah. So maybe I, I noticed that game away. Yeah, I, I noticed that game one. So yeah, that's that's a good way to put a bow on things there. And I, I mean, like we said, it's still like we're halfway. We're in the we're in the second half of week one, game one. So like, <laughs> let's pause for a bit. You know, like we have half time yeah. to regroup here, and uh, we'll we'll take the right foot forward here. But yeah, uh, moving on to like I guess forward and looking forward, uh, yeah. Leafs are looking to shake up their lines here. Uh, looks like yes. Domi. So Domi was moved to the third line for the Blackhawks game. Correct. Uh, and and Yarncrook was on the second line, but now Matthew Nice is getting the spot on the second line here. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on this shift? I mean, I feel like we kind of expected it. Needed, right? I think that's one hundred percent needed. Yeah, I, I I really like Matthew Nice. Like he's been quiet. He had a very good overtime. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Not that that really yeah. means much against Montreal, but he's had some good puck touches. He's had some good setups yes. here and there. I yes. feel like the, his line mates are really holding him down like it, there's just not enough with him to be a like to have that to have that much production from his first couple games i really like there was a play in the minnesota game where he had great puck protection behind the net held it held it held it had a great wraparound rebound came out he had another chance and gustafson had to make a good save and i was like wow like just i was all by himself i yeah I'm going to bury the lead. I think Fraser Minton should be back in junior. Just not enough there offensively. Um, but I'm really happy that they're giving Matthew Nyes more minutes. Yeah. And uh, obviously Domi to line three here. He would start off on yes. that second line. But yeah, I watched clips of Fraser Minton. I'm going to touch on him in a second there. But the biggest standout of watching like those three, the three games that were played, all the shifts of Fraser Minton was Matthew Nyes. That was the biggest standout I noticed yeah. when watching Minton. My eyes were like, I was trying to keep my eyes glued to Minton, but it was all, almost hard because Matthew Nice is so good with his puck touches, so good at, at even his tra- like parts that I thought were a little bit weaker in his game last year. So he seemed to have improved on his transition skating, his play in his own zone. I mean, I love his ability to win pucks. He's always able to get the, the correct side of the, the opponent's body, body, get in good body positioning, get first to that puck. And that's like an incredibly important thing to do here always under stick like i mean he's big he's physical he's got the size he's got the nhl strength right now to mm-hmm. to kind of beat up not want to say beat up but like gain body positioning on yeah. these nhl like adult defensemen right he's still only i think 20 20 20 years old right 20 21 something along yeah Somewhere. 20 years old 21 20 turning 21 sorry 
Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he fits. Per, he, I think he's, he's definitely a fit. And I think the biggest thing, I'm going to transition this to Minton. Now, the biggest thing that was holding him back is like, it felt like his line mates were like afraid of touching the puck, honestly. Like, Frazier Minton. It's funny you say that because I saw a play where where Max Stomey passed the puck to Fraser Minton and Minton had his stick in the air. Yeah, just, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. It was in, right through the neutral zone, him. right? And then something happened. It was Matthew Nice went in, ended up getting the puck back, went in and missed on a good chance. Yeah, so Chicago, I... Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about here. Against Chicago. So let's just wrap it up here with Matthew Nyes because I want to like keep these timestamps a little organized for our listeners out there. But yeah, I think Matthew Nyes plays great and I think he deserves a promotion to the second line. And transitioning this into Fraser Minton, like I, I, I am so, I don't want to say unimpressed, but like he, he just like, his effort is there. Uh, let's start with the positive things. His effort's there. He finishes checks. He's just, that's just kind of it though. And I think, yeah, I mean, other than him, like it seems like his face-off ability is good. He's winning face-offs against other NHL players, which is a skill, right? So, I mean, other than those like couple positive things, he doesn't really do much on the ice that makes you go, "Wow." He's kind of like, like I said, create much for himself. Like there was a couple no. chances he missed on that were like, "Oh, that was great," but that was set up by Nyes. Yeah. So, and another another positive that I had of him, he's good at finding that soft spot puck side. So he's usually like in the offensive zone puck side. He likes to find that little soft spot in the high slot where there's no defenseman on him. And he's able to get shots off there. He doesn't have an elite shot though. So it's going to be hard for him to generate right now at the NHL level. So, I mean, those are the positives. I mean, the negatives like, man, for a third line center, he's really not good at getting under puck and like supporting those D when we have possession in our own zone. He kind of drifts up ice a lot, which is something that I noticed in the three games they played. And it's, and that's something, Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I got to watch it back a bit, but I just, I felt that like wasn't he wasn't, something he was doing in the preseason. So that's quite interesting. I, I don't know if that's just like eagerness and like, kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause it's like preseason a little different than like actual NHL games. Right. But I noticed just a slight, slight would be a little, a little either drifting up too much or not gathering speed under puck to kind of get the breakout going. So he could be a little bit more efficient on the breakout there. And then I mean, well, not like I said, he has no speed. He's, that's, he's not that, very that, fast. I think, that's, I think that's also part of the problem here, right? And then on top of that, it's like whenever his puck is on his stick, it's off it very quick, and it's not like in a mm. positive light. He's not making positive plays after. If he's if he's quick on on the stick, on the stick, off the stick, promoting the puck, that's a different story. But a lot of the times, he's not really promoting the pucks to positive areas. So I mean. I like like he looked good in the preseason. I think we were right about him being cautiously optimistic here because I don't think he sticks around past nine games. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sent down within like the week itself, because I mean, other than the the effort he's showing (laughs) now, okay, maybe not on the road trip, but like other than the effort he's showing, which is important and good to see out of a young kid. Like, let me, don't get me wrong here. I'm not like saying that, like it's a negative that he's like, Hey, he's willing to willing to finish checks willing to try and try and be first to the puck, but he just never is. And that's kind of a problem at the NHL level. He needs to work on his skating. And I think junior is going to help him out a ton because he looks like someone who needs more puck touches. He was not on that first line for, uh, what's he, uh, cam loops. Cam loops. He wasn't on the first line in cam loops, right? He played a second line role there. He was on first power play though. So we got a good offensive minutes on the power play there, but mm-hmm. I think he will benefit from being on that first line, being that it guy in cam loops getting yeah. a bunch of puck touches under his belt and kind of dominating because right now he it looks like he's just trying to survive on the ice and not trying mm-hmm. to impose his will. Whereas when Matthew Nyes came in, he was very imposing when he played. He dominated yeah. when he played, or he looked to dominate when he played. And he was confident. He made an impact think, right away. Exactly. I think that's what Minton's missing. It's either confidence and just like 
the, I don't want to say willingness to impose the will, but just like, he, I don't, I feel like he's not confident in himself. He's just, a, it's, I don't, I don't want to say afraid. Cause I'm, he's not afraid. Right. But you, you, you get what I'm getting at there. Yeah. But like, I'm just looking back at my notes from what I had from the preseason that I wrote, like struggles to make quick decisions, saw players that were, the, that were open in dangerous areas. He failed to move the puck to opts for the way too safe play in the offensive zone, which results in just putting the puck into the corner. A weak shot from distance should be easier to do with more speed. And then the other area of improvement was his speed. He doesn't yeah. have enough. So I think I was pretty accurate in this. And and I said yeah. in my overall, hey, like this guy needs to go back to junior. He's not our third. He should not be a third line center. And right now it's like, let's be honest. The bottom two lines are really dragging down this team. We got one goal off a distance shot from Noah, Noah Gregor. Yeah, Noah Gregor. And I mean... Matthew Seems, Nye's getting chances. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's a part of it. Like, Matthew Nye's earns his promotion there, right? So, that's that's massive. And and, and we got to work out that third line because we need, we need to get some scoring effects out there. And that kind of brings me to my next point. I didn't put it on the sheet here, but just in, as an extension of talking about this third line and Fraser Minton here, I mean, what... Uh, like, what do we make of who will be next then, right? So if we're, it's game three, game three heading into game four right now. By the time we talk next week, I believe there will be uh, four games played. So we'll be at game seven going into game eight, right? That'll leave two games for, for Fra- Fraser Minton. And I think I think it's fair to say he's going to get sent back down. If he doesn't, I'll be shocked. Who's next? Are we thinking Domi at center? Are we thinking Nylander 3C? Are we thinking outside the box Pontus Holmberg maybe? 3C? What are we thinking here? Um, That's a great question. They did say Nylander at one point. I wonder if they put Domi simply because he has had a horrific start to his Leafs career. He looks like he's just thinking way too much out there. The bet, the, the worst thing is his strength was, okay, he's pretty, pretty fast, good speed, but like with the puck on his stick, he makes good plays. He's a good passer, right? Like he can, his shot is pretty quick. In the offensive zone, this guy has to lead the league in passes to ghosts per 60. He is passing to nobody. He is throwing pucks randomly left, right, and center. I've liked his ability to transition the puck up the ice. like That nasty, nasty Nylander goal from the Minnesota game, that was off a great Max Domi pass cross ice. Every time he seems to get the puck, he's able to help with the breakout up the ice. The issue is once the puck gets into the offensive zone, he has no idea what he's. It's it's like uh, it's it's like a cloud goes over him. It's like uh oh, uh, I'm in the offensive zone again, which is a big big issue because in the defensive zone he has been terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's third goal, I believe it was, was in, like he took a horrible route to the puck. He just got beat by the defenseman around him. I think it was Brock Faber. I want to say. And then that ended up in the back of the net. So Max Domi, they really need to start playing with his line mates quicker because, and he needs to, to get it going. But your brother, Josh brought up a good point. Like there's a lot of pressure from himself and like the Toronto Maple Leafs on Max Domi at on home ice too. So maybe away from Scotiabank, it'll be a little, it'll be a little bit easier, less nerves, but think about it. He's a Domi playing in Toronto again. And he can't yeah. just get into the game by fighting someone because he's not exactly. Fighting. 
and and he got the question right out the gate when Sam Lafferty got traded. Are you are you going to take your dad's old number? He's like, no, it's my dad's number. That's not my number, right? So I can you can already tell that like there's that underlying pressure of again, like you said, Domi, former Leaf. Like he literally grew up around this stadium, around this area. It's like yeah. it's it's a different feeling for him. And on top of that, he's in a contract year. He's only signed for one year yeah. right now. So he if he wants to prove himself, and if you like, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to take less money on his next deal, even though. <laughs> It'd be nice, right? I'm sure he wants to earn himself some more money and prove to the NHL that, hey, like, I'm that guy that you saw a couple of years ago. I can be a 60, 70 point player. Maybe not this year. Maybe I can, maybe I still got 40, 50 points in me, though. You know, maybe I can get to that point. And that's what he wants to prove here. And so he's not only putting external pressures on himself, but there's internal pressures on him as well. Yeah. Uh, so again, yeah, I, I, I think. It's a good move to take him off that second line. Takes a little bit of shine away from him if that second line does not produce, right? If we're not scoring goals, everyone's going to be focusing on the top six, not focusing on him too much, right? So it'll alleviate yeah. a little bit of pressure here. So I don't hate that move too much, but I mean, yeah, also, like he's got to be better. There was a play from that second line. It was the Ar Ar Arbor Jacki goal. If you watch it back, Max Domi and William Nylander are, are on the same side of the ice. They're the wingers. And they're just on the opposite side of the ice. So I don't know who had the miscue there, but oh yeah, that, that was that was bad. Yeah, there was three three uh, Klingberg. Who was it? it? Was Klingberg, Nylander, and Domi up up high on the D on that goal, and then Tavares spins off expecting someone else to pick up his man in front of the net, and then no one's there to pick it up. That was a that was a weird one. Uh, I think those those are like those little things that Guy Boucher was talking about ripping his fake hair out. So I mean, uh, no, it was that was. Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, sorry, Bruce Boudreaux. Guy Boucher's on art. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, just uh, going off of that. So maybe, maybe Domi could be a solution there at three C. Do you think splitting up? Like, I don't think. I'm so pro splitting up Nylander and Tavares, but like, I think they just keep them for a bit just to see if anything else would work first. I, um, I would try Nyes, and if that doesn't work, then yes. Uh, or. You have to try nice. If that doesn't work, mm. then you try. You're gonna have to try Bertuzzi, and if that doesn't work, then yes, I would split up. I, yeah, maybe, maybe. You uh, wouldn't take Bertuzzi off line one. I would not take Bertuzzi off that line. It's I would hot. not. It's really, would, really hot. I they, would not. They look so. Every single time they get the puck, chip it into a corner. Someone's gonna get it. Because all three of those guys have a, a tremendous ability to get themselves the puck. It didn't result in any, any goals, unfortunately, against Chicago. But oh my, they were bullying them in the corners. But unfortunately, I, I, they're just trying to pass it too much, and the ice is garbage, <laughs> and it's not ending up in the back of the net. So oh my that God. really sucked. But yeah, our our, our pre my preseason prediction, our preseason predict prediction of this line being the first in the NHL. Man, those first three games made me very, 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 very confident. Just because, like you said, there, all these guys, Bertuzzi is such a good puck hound, but he's not like a puck hound like Zach Hyman or like I mean, Bunting wasn't really that good of a puck retriever, but like. Man, Bertuzzi's just a smart player when he goes into the box. He doesn't just recklessly go in. He always gets that good good angle, always inside positioning, always getting under stick. And, like, same thing with Marner, same thing with Matthews. Those are three really good puck retrievers. Really, really good. Marner's incredibly mm -hmm. underrated his ability to, to retrieve right. pucks. People think you have to be big to retrieve pucks. But, like, newsflash, Tyler Bertuzzi isn't that big. He's, like, how much does he weigh? Like, 180, 190? 180. Like, Six yeah, he's, not, he's not that big of a guy. He's just smart about it. And that's what you need when you're retrieving pucks here. On top of that, 
the threat of Tyler Bertuzzi has created just that that little bit of extra space for Matthews and Marner to get working. And like mm-hmm. you can kind of tell that like defenses are and uh defenses defending in zone the opposing team when they're defending in their own zone they're kind of struggling picking up where to be who to cover because one this this line is super good at cycling and two Mm -hmm. i mean everyone's a threat like exactly and then when you look at it matthews's first goal against minnesota i posted on about it on twitter i forgot to bring it up for this episode but Mm -hmm. who cares it's up on twitter take a look off that face off so Matthews wins it. Bertuzzi kicks it back to, to Riley. It's a set play. They pan it back, and you can see TJ Brody's waiting for Riley to send that in, and he's the first one on that puck. So Brody gets in there, gets in on the defense. Defense loses it. Marner's able to pick up that puck, and the, the, the hook pass to Matthews was just perfect, like perfect through the defender. Matthews gets the puck in a dangerous area, open ice, and rips it like just vintage Austin Matthews. But then when you look at it, who else is in on that play? Tyler Bertuzzi's mucking it up in front of the net, boxes out the defender, takes away the stick. This guy had no chance getting to Matthews. So at that play just complements exactly what you said about that line perfectly. The issue is, and this is where I'm going to go with the issue from the first three games. We had one five on five goal against Montreal. Uh, against Minnesota, they had two power play goals, and some other guys got in on the scoring. But then against Chicago, you had one goal, right? Mm-hmm. Other te- other lines need to get scoring. Yeah. And right now, yeah. it's Matthews, the line one, William Nylander generating offense, and then a black hole. Yeah. So, um, I mean, which doesn't well, do well for gameplay. Yeah. Well, well, we we need the biggest thing here is we need Max Domi, like we said, to kind of yeah. get going because he's going to be that. If he's not playing in the top six, that's the guy who's going to need to get that bottom six going. And I think he has a better style of play to complement the players around him than Matthew Nyes does for a bottom six role to get them to score a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Like Matthew Nyes is, I mean, he's a good player, but I think he he can do a lot more with better players. Right? He can elevate better players oh. alongside him whereas max domi can kind of raise poorer quality players around him does that make sense um i guess yes and no yeah so yeah very very over i just think also you got to look at it plain and simply <laughs> nice is playing a lot better than max domi <laughs> yeah well for sure so. without a doubt that that's a, <laughs> so that's he a deserves it 100 percent, 100 percent, and like that's majority of the reason why uh he got he got that, that, that promotion uh, promotion and he deserves it like like you said he deserves it so i would have thought domi and Yarncroc would have been able to get some chemistry going but when you're passing to ghosts you know it's tough to get your line mates going <laughs> so. yeah i mean we'll give them a couple more like we'll give them a little bit more runway here because i yeah. think in my head stylistically they should work no like yeah i would think so crazy, but are there any of the new additions that you think are just, uh-oh, this was the bad pickup? Or is it all we need more time? Uh, I think that they're all we need more time. And, I okay. mean, they're all, they're all kind of gambles, if you think about it. And speaking of gambling, before we get to our next point here on if they we should keep them or get rid of them and what our thoughts are for these new players, I want to quickly talk to you guys about 
DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet $5 on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings is not stopping there as well. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. I mean, personally, I know I love the little boost. They usually offer like a 25% profit boost on those uh, for those Thursday night football games. Love getting in on the action there. So make sure you get in on the action and get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That is code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sponsor, excuse me, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope new York 467369 in Connecticut. Help is available before problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gambling resources here sorry just had to get that little DraftKings sponsor out of the way here but you wanted to talk about quickly uh the new guys how we feel about them right if we feel like uh sell sell high what what, what were we calling it before the show i forgot the the, Um, the words are escaping me right now it's a little inappropriate but like trash or take some time or something like that i think that was what i was i was saying yeah, I think I think all of them. I'm gonna have to help shelve undertake some time. Uh, and starting yeah. with like, I mean, Domi, as we I, mentioned. No, yeah, we we kind of already talked about Domi. Bertuzzi has been like I don't want to say like a revelation, but I think Bertuzzi's been very good for us. I think he's already good. Don't even don't even need to see any more of him. Already know that he's going to be a few too good many for penalties, but yeah, one hundred percent. Right, and then who else we got in the forward group? Fraser Minton. We talked about him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, back to junior, back to junior, uh, to junior. and then not the trash, of- but I, I, I shouldn't have said trash. That's why that's yeah. like, uh, like pass, know. pass, pass. Uh, anyways, pass. yeah, he's going back. Fraser pass or let him cook. Yeah. So, sure. uh, and then Noah Gregor, I was actually impressed with Noah Gregor as a fourth line player. Uh, I think he, yeah. something that's nice is just like, uh, Kevin Papetti on Twitter tweeted this. It's like, I think it's shots per shots per 60. He's like top 10 in like the last two years in the NHL. He just shoots the puck a lot for how little he plays. And like league I'll, minimum, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that. Like, listen, guy who just fired him on net. Listen, he might not score, but if he scores one every three, four, five games, that's perfect. We'll take that yeah. any day of the week. And then I think the guy you really want to talk about here is Ryan Reeves. I'm happy to have him on the team. I'm happy to like, I think he brings a little bit of a physical element that gets the home crowd into it. Do I think he's going to be playing meaningful minutes in the playoffs? Probably not. So, I, like, he hasn't been like meaningful amazing. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's good. I'm he's not on gonna the playoff say, roster. That's not good. <laughs> I'm I'll not going to say that. L- l- listen, I'm not going to say that he's been impressive or he's been amazing. He's probably been the worst player so far this year. Maybe the second worst. Uh, don't want to throw anyone else under the bus here, but I think 
I think is I I've never been an intangibles guy, but I think his impact is actually like good for this team. That's the only reservation I have. Like, oh, he's doing. You're hearing all the good things, unless it's propaganda. You're hearing all these great things. Oh, he's doing this. He had a great Halloween costume. Him and his wife were Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. He's booking restaurants on the road. He's making sure the boy, he's taking over the DJ. He's bringing life into the team. Austin Matthews, they gave him the belt against uh, after the Minnesota Wild. That game. was wild, by the way. That was so wild that he got the belt out of everyone. But yeah, keep calling. Sorry. That play was electric. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, fighting or hitting Gooley yeah. and then fighting Arbor Jack Guy. Electric rocking Frederick Goudreau, I think it was, yes. and then fighting Nick Foligno, Foligno. electric, yeah. going after Corey Perry and calling him a loser to the media, electric. He didn't call him a loser, but he was like, I don't really know him or something like that. Anyways, that so was he electric. doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the massive issue that really should be discussed and that a lot of people are just being brushed off. Oh, you're a calculator cowboy on Twitter. Is, how's this for calculations? He's minus three in three games, minus a dash one in each of the three games so far. He is averaging eight minutes and seven seconds a game. You're giving so all those intangibles, all those restaurants booked, he's getting the boys to Carbona, I guess. I don't know. But you're giving up a full goal against each game for that. That's yeah, bad. That's really, really bad. And on top of that, I didn't even do this on purpose. I didn't even notice it was on the ice. I just showed you three clips that he was all in that were not good. Yeah, it's 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 tough to defend that one. Uh, and obviously, that should like, be the it's most important stop thing here. somehow. And if yeah, it doesn't, well, he needs to he, like he can't be playing. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right there. I mean. Uh, David Camp and Ryan Reeves are third and fourth respectively with 2.5 expected goals against and 2.23 expected goals against here and they've played the least amount of minutes out of everyone on the team. Yeah, they're play, mm-hmm. they've played the, the least amount of minutes out of everyone on the team. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously not okay. Expected goals per 60, not good. But hey, expected restaurants booked per 60 is through the roof. <laughs> expected lightning rod to the media to take the attention off your star players after a loss uh, through the roof. So those analytics, those are on fire. But uh, as long as Austin Matthews keeps averaging a hat trick every three games, <laughs> two hat tricks well, every three games, I'll take it. Six goals, three games. Yeah, we'll take we'll take that. Uh, yeah. Ten times out of ten. Here. Also, yeah, you, you notice I'm, I'm tapping the couch because my dog's here, but he won't. He won't come join us. He doesn't want to talk. Anyways. He doesn't like Ryan. Re- he doesn't like Revo at all. That's the he problem. Like so, Ryan Reeves. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, they're getting completely outchanced on the ice. 12 high danger chances against when that fourth line is out there to only three high danger mm. chances for, I mean, that's, that's a thing where I want to see them tighten up. There is the high danger chances. Uh, and hopefully that comes with time. Like we said, Any earlier. they can't get the puck. Hopefully that comes with time though. Right? Like maybe we could, it's just like a structure issue that can be solved like through uh, like proper the structure defense here, so. playing better could help them. Yes. That, that as well. So we I have mean, one good de- defensive. Well, one line is playing well. Um, half of the third line is playing well, which Giordano shout out to him. People were saying this guy's cooked. This guy's 40 years old. This guy stinks. The amount of huge blocks on the penalty kill 
and uh, have been insane. And he's, I thought he's been playing pretty solidly so far. So shout out to yeah. him. It's been, it's been solid. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just to put a bow on the new players, I think of, of the forwards, we need to wait and see. We haven't talked um, about Klingberg at all. Yeah, no, but I think I think let's lump it into this discussion right now because we're going to talk about the right. defense and the defensive struggles anyway. So like, let's because like there's only one new defenseman, right? And it's Klingberg. So I mean, yeah, put a bow on those. I think for the forwards, I'm big wait and see for majority of them. Minton, I think he has to go back to juniors. Bertuzzi, two thumbs up for me. So uh, I mean, you were you were just touching on our D, and mm-hmm. it feels like it hasn't been that good really that their only good only good line for us so far has been that morgan riley riley excuse me tj brody line that i've been super critical of in years past but hey a lot like it's starting to work again right like it's it's back now i mean previously like i want to say two years ago last year the, the the expected goal differential wasn't always there but in the first three games i mean they're dominating their minutes a lot a lot of problems one mistake from, from brody second. yeah one mistake from TJ Brody this season and Nick Kiprios goes off on him saying hey, how he's bad. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's make if, a segment. If, it's called talk. It's called talk like Nick Kiprios. Ready? I'm going to analyze the game like Nick Kiprios. And uh, leave Steve as bad. That's the end of that segment. I'll never do it ever again. But that was a fan. That was a fantastic. I had to listen to him. So now I'm making everyone else listen to what I was hearing. So. Brought to you by DraftKings and no, no, no. and Manscaped. Can't say that. <laughs> um, Anyways, but yeah, no this this first line. I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. They are pretty good. TJ Brody, you're right. That one mental like was it a mental mistake? He literally got his feet. You could argue it was the him. ice. Gregor yeah. made the pass to him. It hit a rut. It moved. He had to adjust, and then he just fell back. Which yeah, and people his age was really showing there. But I thought he's been more than fine through the first three games. I agree, and I think people are a little worried about it though because he did show he was did not look that good in in the playoffs last year. And yeah, I wonder bad. maybe if he had, he if he had an injury I or he was something. Injured. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's what it could have been here. But I mean. I think that the real talking point here is the second line because they've been getting shelled. Expected goals. They've been getting bombed. 36.95% expected goals for percentage here. I mean, they're generating a lot. They have, they've generated two expected goals in about 40 minutes of ice time. But the problem is they So actually, when you look back at the Chicago game, the epitome of what's been going on with them, there was a play in the offensive zone. It was... McCabe to Klingberg. McCabe walked in. Klingberg fed him a dart, and McCabe like received the pass, got it on net, hit Soderbloom, and went out of play. It was a great chance, I thought. The next play, it went back the other way, and they scored because McCabe pinched, and then also Klingberg pinched or something like that. And then Athens, you got or someone got a great chance. Wool made a huge save. I really liked the save, and then. They just got the puck back and it ended up in the back of the net for Athanasio's goal. Yeah. So the epitome of what it's been, they, they're they just not reading off each other at all. It feels like, and then on top of that, when one guy pinches, like there was a play in the Montreal game, McCabe pinched and then Nylander was supposed to cover and then Nylander pinched and then it just went back the other way and they scored. It might've been the called back goal. I can't quite remember, but it was a brutal defensive play. Like, 
Jake McCabe's supposed to be this defensive defenseman. Like he's quite active. He likes to activate a lot. So something's got to give, and these two got to figure it out. Um, I think they're going to, did they change the defensive pairings? Uh, let me double check that. Uh, I thought, uh, I got to fill air a little bit here as I pull this up here, but I mean, just one standout that I'm noticing here is like the second line is playing just as much as the third line. Dude, this is crazy. High danger chances against the second line has 20 high danger chances against Morgan Riley and TJ Broly. Brody only have two high danger chances against playing together. Wow. McCabe okay, and so no, have 20, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, Go, and it, it makes sense. The numbers match the eye test. It's McCabe yeah. Lilgren right now, Giordano Klingberg. So I think that okay. should settle a lot of things, hopefully, because Giordano's not activating much anymore. And Klingberg, like, he's shown so many times. I don't know how he had a couple points in the first game. He's yeah. looking good on the power play. Like, he's passing the puck up ice really, really well. He does this really... He has a very good ability of just a one-touch pass up the ice, tape to tape. The issue is, and I said it so many times, he's just so bad defensively. And yeah. when you have another guy that's pinching and not reading off of him well, you're going to have a disaster, which we've had through the first three games. So, Yeah, and how, how about me, literally like 40 minutes ago, saying like, yeah, like, good luck. Good luck, Lilligren bumping Klingberg off that, that second line. Yeah, I didn't literally. understand what you were saying there. You literally I did. Just, <laughs> I know. Yeah, no. Like, listen, like, Klingberg, I think Klingberg has been great if you can only look at one side of the ice and it's like the opposing's end. I think he's been done very, very well on that. And I think he's done pretty well on the power play here, too. I mean, okay. uh, yeah, it's going to be, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how these guys play out. I want to see them play first. So, I think Lilligan should be able to step up because we like, like I said, my my little thesis there: more minutes equals better Lilligan. So, I mean, hopefully the play styles, yeah. you know, play off each other. Yeah, a little exactly. bit better, right? So, so. Uh, I mean, the the defense has been getting shelled, and I think that's a little bit to do both with both with needs one to be like, stronger in front of the net. Lilligan. Nobody's getting moved in front of the net, and the forwards yeah. need to be better in front of the net too. Because yeah. nobody's touching anyone in front of the net, it seems like. There's been tip goals in all, not against Chicago, but against Minnesota and Montreal, there was a, a few where guys just weren't getting moved at all. So, yeah, that's I my mean, two cents. Yeah, fair enough here. And, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> listen, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm completely, uh, I completely shut myself in here on this. Yeah. Uh, on on this uh, on this little green thing here, but uh, hopefully we we can go back and edit it. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to leave it in there. Um, but yeah, I, I think this we have three the, defense that are playing pretty well. I would and say, we and we have three that are playing horrible. Yeah. So. So, that's my thought. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Good. So good way to put a ball on it there. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like it's mental mistakes. Mental mistakes and clearing the front of the net really need to be improved, or else the Panthers and Matthew Kachuk are going to feed the Leafs their lunch. Plain and simple. Right. Sure. Exactly. So Um, moving forward and comparing last year and this year, remember last year, like it felt like a total disaster at one point. Um, 
it was again i should have had this up i don't know why i don't right ah there we are okay so remember last year they lost the first game to montreal not a very good team that was horrible but they started out uh three and two yeah lost against the coyotes that was brutal but they ended september or sorry uh they ended october four and four the season before that it was the same thing four and four four and one right so two and one right now they did start two and one uh each of the last two seasons too so just a reminder the Leafs got hot the last two seasons when we said they would in November rattled off some wins in a row and they ended off November everyone feeling pretty comfortable with where they were at so Take it with a grain of salt. Again, we're halfway through week one of the NFL schedule. So, first half, we're still in the first. Four, we haven't even gone to the fourth quarter yet. We have. We still have yeah. all three of our timeouts. We're golden. Relax. R e l a x, as a famous man once said here. Um, I think that's. Do you have anything else? For I'm. I'm good. Um. Uh, yeah, Wool was okay in his start against Chicago, I thought. Samson oh, yeah, really needs to bounce that, back. Yeah. He is going to start against the Panthers. If it's not very good, I would a thousand percent go back to Wool on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just just looking ahead, this is gonna come out Thursday morning. Uh Leafs play the Panthers tonight when you're if yeah. you're listening to this right when it when it drops, then we have Leafs Lightning and a little bit of a fun Florida road trip here Saturday. At 7 p.m. Eastern, and then the Leafs go on been, to play. Uh, not too good. Pardon? Lightning? Oh, Lightning. yeah. I mean, losing, early, the, but... losing the best goal in the NHL might, might do that to you. They, <laughs> they won their first game, though, which was uh, massive. Everyone was saying they're back. They don't need... Well, that was an up and down. That was an up and they, down game. But, yeah, yeah. They are saying, what, they don't need Vasilevsky. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Saturday against the Lightning. What did someone Tuesday. say? It was... Johansson's found the fountain of youth or something like that. I don't know. I, I didn't see that, but that's just absurd. <laughs> After one game, it's the first he's drive. It's a script. He's, he's never been good in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. What fountain? Whatever. What? what? <laughs> one homeless people. Matthew Nyes like? has found the fountain of youth. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay. Uh, what? <laughs> he's going back to the sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fountain of youth for him. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, after the I think that's game, all though, I got. Yeah, after Lightning game, though, I just want to quickly Tuesday, October 24th, Capitals. Game starts at 6 p.m. At least the NHL starting to do that now. Kudos to the NHL for splitting up these start times between 6 and 8 p.m. We can watch a little bit more hockey now, which is a little bit nice. Took them, I don't know how many, 13 years to figure that out. I don't know. First summer that popped in my head. Then on Wednesday, you can catch us back here. Uh, yeah, every week. Or I guess Thursday morning. But yeah, anyways, Wednesday next three games, we should be good. So, Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go, let's go.